Hello, and welcome to People Keep Dying, a podcast about people who die. I'm your host, Angela, and today I'm going to do a second of my series, Motherfucking Serial Killers, because I forgot, or not forgot, I didn't get a guest because I procrastinate and I've also run out of people, so soon you'll hear my repeated guests in probably a week. So... This week, I'm going all the way to China for my serial killer, even though there is less information because I'm not Chinese, so I don't read Chinese. Not that I read Korean either, but it was kind of interesting and it was pretty recent, so I wanted to cover it anyways. So just, you're along for the ride with my terrible pronunciations. So Zhang Yangming was born sometime in 1956, somewhere in China. And there's actually very little known about his early life. And I'm going to going under the, like the assumption that his life was pretty shitty because he does a lot of really shitty things in the time that he's, he's on his earth. In 1978, Zhang was found to have killed someone and was sentenced to death. But for some reason, he only served 18 years. And very little was also known about the killing, but I did read that local police let the media know that there was body mutilation in that specific death as well as dismemberment which I'm not really sure how you can only serve 18 years for that and for some reason he was released in September 1997 after receiving sentence reductions and he was given some land near his village of Nanmen in Jincheng Township Jinning County China as well as substance wages, like substitution wages by the government. Um, if there's any listeners who are Chinese who know anything about this, I'm not sure why they would give you land and money while after you're released from prison, especially if you've murdered someone. So, I mean, it's a different place for sure, and the time isn't so long ago that it makes sense, but... I guess the assumption is that if you're reformed and you need help, which people out of prison do, but if you dismember someone, I'd, I'd hope that they keep you in prison in the future. And in early May 2012, the Ministry of Public Security of the Repub People's Republic of China sent a team of investigators to Yunnan province since there was a ton of reports of missing males. Um, during this time, like there was like a lot of like parents would go to the, the police and be like, hey, like my son's missing. Can you help? And they're just like, I don't know. I think like from all the interviews that they did, it sounded like it was normal for somehow for males to be disappearing. Like sometimes they get kidnapped to work at factories. I'm not really sure. I've never been to China and I didn't reference any Chinese person for this, even though my sister-in-law is Chinese. So I should probably, so was my brother-in-law. I don't even know why I didn't ask, but I didn't. So moving on. So one of the missing boys was a 19-year-old Han Yao who was confirmed murdered. And it was his death that led to police investigation on May 9th of 2012. Han Yao had been seen last in April near a large cold storage unit a few hundred yards from Zhang's house. And further investigation showed that at least eight missing males vanished along the road near Zhang's house starting in 2008. After being found out, residents started to come forward with really unusual things they'd seen on Zhang's property, like 
green plastic bags full of bones. Like they had seen these green plastic bags like hanging around all over his house and all over his yard that just had bones protruding out of them, which I think I would probably report to the police, but from what it sounds like, the police definitely mismanaged this particular murder. They also mentioned that Zhang had sold ostrich meat at a local market, and in case you didn't know, the ostrich meat I'm mentioning was not actually from an ostrich. It's very unfortunate. Many people, like many parents, believe that the missing boys were kidnapped to work in illegal brick factories, and that's kind of the reason why. Like, I, I think it was. It's like you don't assume when someone goes missing that they're going to be murdered in this area. Is what it sounded like. They, it must be a normal thing to get kidnapped for slavery, which is really sad to hear. In December 2011. Jing tried to capture a 17-year-old boy by putting a leather belt around that boy's neck. And of course, the teenager freaked out and screamed, and then the villagers heard him and then like ran and forced Zhang to like let go of the boy. And after he was arrested. But while he was talking to the police, he was somehow able to convince them that he was just playing around. I'm not really sure what sort of playing around there is when you put a leather belt around a 17-year-old's neck, but I suppose, you know, everyone's heard about the Jeffrey Dahmer story, so I guess it's just, you, you just don't assume people are just going around killing people and or trying to hurt them. It's it's rough. Shi Shun Cheng, who 16-year-old boy went missing on January 2011, said, we reported to the police that Zhang had tried to strangle this boy, but they simply told us that he was mentally ill, which he probably, from everything I've read about him, he probably does have some sort of mental illness, but that isn't the reason why he did these things. It's not like, there's lots of people out there who are mentally ill that don't go around killing people. And I think that's the big takeaway in this is the fact that you can't just keep saying that someone is mentally incompetent or mentally ill if they go and murder people because it's there's tons of people who are and don't go around killing people. And this wasn't a one-off one thing because he, had, at this point, killed several, several males. This little detail with a leather belt showed how Zhang liked to murder his victims as they had died of strangulation and it doesn't really sound like there were a ton of bodies left because they had found bones everywhere and I think he stripped the bodies and I'm gonna get into that in a little bit and it's 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 a rough it's a rough story guys it's it's a cannibal story they're all rough I suppose it's cannibalism sorry the police weren't the only ones who thought Zhang was harmless, as no one else in the village thought that the quiet, chess-playing farmer who lived in the wooden shack at the end of the village was a serial killer. And I think that's like every person who's ever talked about any serial killer says, I, he was a nice old man, he did this, and he helped out at the church or whatever. Like, you, you, don't, you don't look at someone thinking they're a serial killer or even a murderer at that point. When police entered his home, they discovered human eyeballs preserved in alcohol bottles that looked like snake wine. And man, those poor police officers who had to go into that room and the PTSD they must have developed after seeing not only that, 
but to the second part of finding strips of human flesh that was hung around the house to dry, like beef jerky. And that beef jerky part is just for me, because that's the only thing I could think of when I'm thinking of human, like strips of human flesh drying in someone's house. It was alleged that Zhang had ate his victims, fed his dogs some of the victims, and dried and cured the leftover human flesh and sold it in the southwestern village market of coming as ostrich meat. Which falls along with a lot of what the other villagers were saying about him selling ostrich meat. And some of them did mention that it was very odd because he hadn't really been doing anything like that. And all of a sudden he just started selling ostrich meat. And it's, isn't it kind of weird that this guy just comes out of nowhere and it's like selling this exotic meat or ostriches very prominent in the region? Like it sounds like an exotic thing to eat. And does... I'm not I'm definitely not going to ask someone who bought anything from him, but does ostrich meat taste like human flesh that no one noticed? Or I don't know, man. It's just, it's fucked up. They had found Han Yao's ID, who is a 19-year-old that he does, they do actually convict him of murdering. Like he's the one that they were able to confirm the murder of because they found his ID, phone card, and other belongings in his home. And that's what conclusively tied him to the teenager's death. The whole investigation took about 20 days. And it's probably because they had to, like, ask all the villagers and they had to go through all this stuff. Like, yeah, you know, there's human flesh around the house, but you you don't know if it is until you test it, which is, like, oh, that poor person has to do that job as well, who has to be, like, by the way, guys, um, if you ate any of this for some reason, yeah, you definitely ate a person. Yeah. After hearing about what Zhang had done, families of the missing males started to talk about Zhang. One of the neighbors, Li Yudong, who was who had like a 12-year-old boy named Han Zhang, went missing, who went missing in May 1st, 2007, said this about Zhang. I know Zhang. Not a single person in the village doubted him until now. Zhang never spoke to anyone, not even the people who lived next to him. We used to see him every day, but we never paid any attention to him. Now, like everyone else, I think he may be responsible for my son's disappearance. We were worried in the village, and the children are being escorted to and from the school these days. They also said, we searched for him for months. We thought he must have been sent to work in a sweatshop or a brick cling. We spent all of our savings, some 80,000 yuan, which is about $11,000 US or 15,000 Canadian, searching for him. Like they spent their entire life savings looking for the little boy, not realizing that the worst outcome had happened to him. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. And there was, there weren't a ton of interviews. I don't think like from what I've been reading a lot about like other murders of different countries, it doesn't really seem like a lot of people want to talk about it. And it's probably for good reason because you don't want this kind of stuff getting out. His lawyers claimed that he was mentally ill, but the court found him fit to stand trial. And I don't disagree with that because he fucking ate people. Like he fucking killed and ate people. He was found guilty because of course he was and was executed on January 10th, 2013. Due to the fact that boys started to go missing a full four years before the investigation, 
12 police officers were penalized for not doing their duty regarding the murders. It sounded like a lot of villagers did complain to police of the boys going missing, but then they're just like, oh yeah, they're going missing. Yeah, that sucks. But lots of people go missing around here or lots of people go missing all around. So I'm not going to really look into it, even though this seems like a really small town. And I I started having really crazy conspiracy theories that um, some, of the, some of those places that like the, some of the people who own sweatshops must go into these small towns and steal steal people because no one seemed too shocked or cared too much about what was happening at all and that's inexcusable completely but like out of the 12 police officers that were penalized da kiming the jinning police chief and zhao huyan head of the jinchen township police station were both dismissed from their office which is probably the right thing to do because it didn't really seem like they were doing a whole lot in this matter and that's Zhang Youngmin, the cannibal monster of Yunnan. And that was a really short episode. And I'm really sorry about that. And I don't really have an excuse for it. I thought when I was doing this research that this was going to be a much longer episode. And oh man, it's you just talk so much faster when it's just by yourself. So because of that, and you made it all the way here to the end, thank you, and you getting past all this rambling somehow, I am going to be doing a giveaway, my very first giveaway, and probably not my last, depending on how this one goes. Um, I've partnered up with Spreadshoes.com, and I'm giving away a free pair of socks. Currently, they don't actually offer any pre-made socks. You can print whatever you want on your socks, which I think is super cool. And you can have one. All you need to do is follow me on any of the social medias, any of them, and just message me, DM me, I don't know, anything, just to let me know that you're there. And if you don't have any of these social medias, because it's very possible you don't, you can just email me at peoplekeepdying at gmail.com and I'll know. Um, I think I'm, I'm probably going to run this contest until the end of October, unless I get a lot of traction. If I do, then I'll probably do it sooner and I'll mention it in a future episode. But yeah, so if you want a free pair of socks, they are amazing. And I will be, they'll, I'll deliver them anywhere. Like you may, you, all you have to do is just message me and if you're the only person, you might win them. So do it. Just enter the contest. And that's it. So thanks for listening. And I promise my next episode will be longer and better than this one. And I'm really sorry. So bye.